blood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand up. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Adoption. And now here's Bishop Caldwell. The adoption. The adoption. Somebody say that back to me. The adoption. If you're born again, say, I've been adopted. All right, in the book of Romans, the eighth chapter. And it's going to be a pretty long read from verses 14 through 25 with the emphasis impacting between verses 14 and 17. But I want to read verses 14 through 25 of Romans chapter 8. And the Bible says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creation was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by means of him who had subjected the same in hope. Because the creation itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves waiting for the adoption, that is, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. I want to extract a few things as we make our way forward. In verse 18, we know that Paul is from Texas because he says, I reckon. Come on now, you got to get deep. Come on, don't be playing around on the top. Paul says, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Tell your neighbor, I got glory in me ready to be revealed. 
now for the earnest expectation of the creation waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. See, when Adam and Eve sinned, all of God's creation fell under the curse. The rose bush began to grow its, 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 its thorns on it. And, 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 and the, 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 the wild animals in the wild began to roar. And, and when Adam and Eve fell, all of the universe fell out of course. Because of the corruption of sin, which put the whole creative process in jeopardy. And so therefore, the earnest expectation of the creation waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. In other words, when God's children come forth, it's going to be at a time when the curse would have been lifted from the earth. Are we communicating? Verse 20 says, for the creation was made subject to vanity. See, so what man did, it affected all of the universe. That's why we have dead trees in our neighborhood. That's why we have dead rose bushes. Because all the creation was affected by the sin of man. For the creation was made subject to vanity. Not willingly. The creation didn't want to die. Trees were not dying until man sinned. Man was not dying until man sinned. So what happened, for the creation was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope. So the same God that allowed creation, he didn't do it, but it happened, it affected creation, is the same one who has set us out for the adoption. Stay with me right quick. That's very important. Because the creation itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. See, we cannot be totally set free in this world when people are still dying with cancer, when, when floods are still inundating places, when wildfires are still burning up in the west out there, and all these things are happening in nature. It's all waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God because what's going to happen is when God comes back and rapture the church, and things are moving on forward to a perfect day when there will be no more death of nothing in the universe and the former things would have passed away. But until then, the sons and daughters of God are dying. The sons and daughters of God are subject to the creation because when Adam sinned, everything went crazy. Everything went crazy. Even mosquitoes started biting folks. I'm serious. It may seem comical, but everything went crazy. All right? This is not the subject, but I just don't want to read this to you and move on. I need to try to at least give you a brief explanation of it. In verse 22, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. What do you think is happening at uh, Mount Kilauea, at the volcano over in Hawaii? The earth is groaning. The earth is in pain because of the sinful nature and the activities of man. Okay, so not only is man out of order, creation is out of order. So the whole thing is out of order. That's why, y'all, that's why some people can't even grow a nice, beautiful little ivy plant at the house. Everything they touch dies. Uh, well, mm. okay, in verse 23, and not only they, that is the creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, and not only they, but ourselves also. We groaning. Don't you tell me you get up in the morning and just spring up like a tender spring chicken. You got to ease out the bed. Amen. Huh? 
you got to make sure that left foot is down before you pull that right one over there. Can I get a witness at the house? And not only they, but we ourselves also who have the first fruits of the Spirit. Now, the first fruits of the Spirit, I want you to understand this, is the first thing that the Spirit of God did when you got born again. Okay? This became a reality. The first thing the Holy Spirit did, which is the first fruit of the Spirit, the first fruit of the Spirit is your adoption papers. You got that? The first thing God did was adopted you into his family. That's what we're talking about tonight, but stay with me now. All right, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 23, and not only they, but ourselves also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit. Tell your neighbor, I've been adopted. Watch this. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption that is the redemption of our body. See, so when the Lord comes back, the body will be redeemed. Those who have gone on, who have died in the Lord, their body is in the ground. They are not there. Their spirit and soul is asleep in Jesus. And when Jesus comes back, he's bringing with him the spirit and the souls of those who sleep in Jesus will God bring with Jesus. So we are awaiting the adoption of these bodies, which is the ultimate adoption, is when the spirit and the soul is reunited with that rotted body in the earth, and that body is raised up, and that spirit and that soul that came out of that body, if it's a male body whose name is John, and John is sleeping in the bosom of Jesus, then John is coming back with Jesus. Jesus is going to release John. John's spirit and soul is going back into John's body that's corrupted in the earth, and John will be raised up in the dead in Christ shall rise first. That's the ultimate adoption when God brings the spirit and the soul back together to reunite it in the body again and raise the whole thing up. Oh, man, listen. I felt that when their homes... Now watch this. So then it's the redemption for the adoption that is the redemption of our body. Tell your neighbor, that's the ultimate adoption. The ultimate adoption is, is the raising of the dead and the reentering of the spirit and the soul into the bodies of those that slept in Jesus. They will be raised up. Okay, now in verse 24, Romans 8, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Amen? See, so hope is the goal set of faith enables us to reach the goal. Now faith is the substance, the tangibility of things hoped for. Hope is an anticipation for a favorable outcome. That's what hope is. That's why people commit suicide because they have no hope. Now, Let's deal with the adoption because the ultimate adoption is when the dead in Christ will be reunited, the spirit and the soul with the body, and it will be raised up incorruptible. Amen. Praise Jesus. Amen. Now, let's talk about the adoption. In Romans, the eighth chapter, and I'm going to extrapolate verses 14 through 17, which we've already read. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, which is the first fruit of the spirit. So those that are born again have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Now, Abba, in the, in the olden days, Abba means father. For instance, you had Barabbas. B-A-R-A-B-B-A-S, Abbas. 
Bar means son of. Abbas was not his name. We called him Barabbas, but that was not his name. It's telling you who his daddy is. Huh? Come on, talk to me up in here. He's, he's, he's Bar, son of Abbas. Which means then that Barabbas was a murderer and Barabbas was a bad fella, but he came out of the house of a preacher. So those of us that have been adopted and have received the first fruit of this adoption, we cry to God, Abba, Father. In other words, it's a personal thing. It is God, Abba, Father. So that, that means then that God personally owns each one of us because everybody is not God's child. See, now that therein, that's, that's another little problem right there. Everybody is not God's child. So since you won't believe me, would you please, sir, please, ma'am, believe Jesus? Everybody's not God's child. In order to be God's child, you must be born again by his spirit. Other than that, you're a bastard and not adopted and on your way to a lost eternity. You must be, you got to be born again. Okay? So, so, so then, let me show you that everybody is not God's child. Now, I know that sounds real good when your fraternity, that sounds real good with your sorrows and your sisters and all that. And it sounds good on the world stage. But everybody is not God's child. i let Jesus say it to you. In the book of John, chapter 8. Oh, yes, go there. And I want you to hold on a minute. We're coming right back to Romans. But John, chapter 8, commencing at verse 42. And I know people say we all God's children. Yeah, probably by creation because he made us. But because he made us does not make us his children. Because you have another father. Everyone without Jesus is a bastard. And they have another daddy down the street, round the corner. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Are you with me? Uh, you look like Cornell's child. There's, some, there's a dead cat. On the, thank you, sisters. <laughs> on the line somewhere. Okay? Now, notice this. We're getting ready to see the deep things of God. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. In, in John's Gospel, chapter 8 and verse 42, Jesus and these unbelieving Pharisees are having this in-depth conversation. In verse 42, John 8, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you could not hear my word. You are of your father the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. You therefore hear them not because you are not of God. Now watch, watch what they said to Jesus. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and has a demon? See, it got real bad up in there. They said, Jimmy, do you know what's wrong with you, Jesus? You're a Samaritan. You ain't no real Jew. And on top of that, you got a demon. 
In another place, they called him Beelzebub. So Jesus wanted them to know, listen, just because you got your phylacteries and just because you can quote some scripture does not mean that God is Abba. So then we that are born again, we call God Abba. Abba means father. In a sensitive sensitive terminology, it means papa. It means big daddy. It means you are, my, you are my father because I'm born of your spirit and you adopted me. And I'm in the family. See, God is all wise and all knowing. So this is how the deed was done. God knew that man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. God knew that man that will be born of a woman and Jesus put it like this. He said, that which is born of flesh is flesh. Okay? So your mom and daddy, my mom and daddy, they were sinners. And no sinner can have a child of God. A sinner can only produce after a sinner anyhow. So then, when we were born from our mother's womb, just like Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus, met Jesus that day, And had to be born again. Everyone who is in God's family. Has to be born again. Because mom and daddy's creation. Which is us. Cannot get us into the kingdom. Because flesh and blood cannot enter. Into the kingdom of God. So therefore a person must be born again. By believing that God raised Jesus from the dead. And confessing him as Lord with the mouth. And believing in the heart. That God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Now at that moment right there. It gets into the deeper things of God. Because he kept your daddy from getting hit by a bus. When he was 12 years old. And allowed him to grow to spiritual maturity. To meet your mama. To release a sperm. So that you could be conceived. And then born into this earth realm. And then God got the word to you. That you must be born again. Now, watch this. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. And that age-old argument still is today, how is it that a spirit God can have a physical child? It's real simple when you are willing to allow your mind and your heart to be taught the things of God. So how then can a spirit God have a physical son? That was an argument with the Jews back then. It's, It's real simple when you look at it. Because what God did, God decided that he would send his son down through 42 generations and that Jesus would come to the house of David. So Mary and Joseph were of the house of David. So Mary had a little lamb. Huh? And that little lamb that God has promised is Jesus Jesus Christ. Which means then how can God pull a physical person over into his family that is born a sinner? By causing them to be born again and sealing their human spirit with the Holy Spirit himself and then adopting you. Because you couldn't be born through physical means into God's kingdom. Come on, come on, talk to me now. And, and you ride by these places all the time. Kingdom hall. God ain't there. So a spirit God takes a physical person and causes them to be born again by the gospel and then baptizes them. It's not but one baptism and it's not water. 
For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jew or Greek, bond or free, and have been all made to drink into that one and self-same spirit. So the moment you accepted Jesus, you only qualified as the elect. You voted for him, but you got elected. I ain't got no help in here. See, and see what God did is because you called on his son and your birth and my birth from our mama's womb was not good enough to get us into God's kingdom. So what God did, he used the gospel. The first time we were born from our mother's womb, this time we must be born outside of the womb from above. You got it? Outside of the womb from above because of the decision that we made. In the first decision, we didn't have no say as to who our parents would be. Oh, but in the second one, Jesus coming to my heart. We made the choice. And when we made the choice, we only qualified what God already knew was going to happen. So a spirit God has now in the earth realm physical children that have been adopted into his family. Because that was the only way that he could get us in there. See, Jesse Jackson was adopted. Kirk Franklin was adopted. A lot of people were adopted. Some of them don't even know who their parents are. But they were adopted. That's the only way to get into a family. So when we talk about adoption, it means a son, S-O-N. It means a placing. It means a place. In other words, it signifies the place and condition of a son given to one whom it does not naturally belong. So when God steps in and adopts you and adopted me, he knew before the world was how he was going to do it. How can I get a man who's born a sinner into my family, bring him all the way out of darkness into light? I'm going to have to adopt him. So an adoption is a person outside of a family unit that is adopted legally and brought in. And there ain't no such thing as disadoption. Y'all remember years ago when that woman left America and went over to Russia and adopted a little kid and brought the kid over here. The kid was a demon. So what the woman did, went to the airport, put the kid back on the plane, sent the kid back to Russia. You, you can't do that. You can't unadopt nobody. Once you adopt it, they can be a serial killer. You know, like Kellogg's cornflakes, something like killing Syria. They can be a serial killer. They steal your child. So when, when God adopted us, he sent his spirit into our heart, crying, Abba, da- Abba, Daba. <laughs> he sent his spirit into our heart, crying, Abba, Father. Which means now that we no longer belong to the devil. We've been brought out of that family, out of that darkness, and into God's marvelous light, and God got everything you need to. Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah, somebody. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, because thou, Abba, is with me. Which means then that we have a father who can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Who in all points was tempted like as we are yet without sin. See Jesus was tempted in every point like as we are but he unlike us he did not sin. So then therefore he has spent this, he has sent the spirit of his son into our spirit crying Abba Father. In other words whatever you need talk to daddy. Whatever you gotta have talk to daddy. Because now you have a loving father who's sitting back there in the back room waiting for you to come back there and say, Dad, listen, I, 
I blew it. I, I smoked a joint. I cussed my neighbor. I threw eggs on the house. I'm sorry. And Abba would say, okay, you go and apologize to your neighbor. And you make this right. Not like our other daddy. Kill him. Shoot him. <laughs> Burn him. Push him over the bridge. Run into their Volkswagen. Do it now. So being adopted into the family, just like Jesus was born into the house of David, and that's how he became David's son, not because Joseph and Mary had sex, because they only had sex after Jesus was born. And Jesus had at least six or seven more brothers and sisters. So we outside of our mother's womb heard the gospel and called on Jesus, and God adopted us. Now, adoption means place. Somebody say place. Now, watch this. It doesn't have anything to do with your age. It has to do with the place that God has put you. What place is that? Not only are we in Christ, but the place is a seat at the table. Huh? Talk to me up here. You, you, you've been given a seat at the big table. And, and we've been given tutors. The tutor is to take the child. I tell you what, little George over in England. They sending little George, the future king of England. That's today's message, adoption. FC2635, FC2635. It's now available on CD for only $10. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885. Or you can mail a request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. Or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Now the question is, will I do his will and There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. The trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy, and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded. In the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, 
verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. But now I see.